AKA Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of our lovely podcast, Coca-Cola Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Night. Him. 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 He. 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 Justice Henry <laughs> with his lovely co-host, Black Word. Hey, hello, hello. How are you all doing? It's Blackbird here to do some math, do some accounting, um, make numbers do things, and also indoctrinate you to the Church of the Eternals. Do you know that Celestial loves you? I do. Welcome to the faith. Table and dust also, in this bitch. Oh, <laughs> <nigger>. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, our other co-host, very sensual, very intelligent, the man of all men, Dr. Showtime. Um, welcome one, welcome all. It is I. I am your representative, the only representative of Table Day. Um, that's a long story that we won't get into today. <clears throat> that was last week. Um, I'm here. I'm queer. And um, bad bitches to the left. Money bitches to the right. And if you're both, meet you in the middle, dance all night. <laughs> Showtime is holding his list hostage. Because he wasn't here, so he won't tell us what he ranked every what characters he ranked in Renaissance. This is bitter. <laughs> oh, and Vontae's on vacation. He's in the multiverse. He's fucking variants of the finest niggas you can imagine. So, yeah. so yeah. I mm-hmm. wonder what variants of. I don't mean to think. I oh. Vontae's in the multiverse fuck fucking variants of Armand Rizzo. Some of them have holes, some of them do not. <laughs> I would we like think to think he's, he's fuck. fucking variants of Trevante Rhodes or something like somebody fine. Oh. Mm, that's mm. a man. Trevante is fine. The nigga you just said, whose name I can't repeat, um, he just has more of a gaping maw toward like... Yeah. It's like he does have an X gene, and it's just very physical. It's just a black hole. Yeah, he does like dupe upside down. I hope he takes frequent breaks because that looks prolapsed. Most yeah. times, it looks prolapsed. It's giving. I do fisting with two fists. Mm. It's giving. I don't. I don't take breaks from sex, and I don't remove all the bumps that trust fire from the broken hemorrhoids I have created, and I have bad anal health care. It's giving, I don't do poppers, I do hard drugs. It's, it's very much so giving, I don't give a fuck about my asshole. It's giving, I don't love myself. America Horror giving, Story I don't collapse. have insurance for um, my, my, uh, my work. You know, That's a conversation we can have about the industry itself. I think sex workers should have the availability of health care. Um, I think they definitely should have health care, which is even more asinine if they don't have health care. Because it's, it's counterintuitive. You're utilizing your body to make money, which, fine, fair, whatever, do whatever yeah, you yeah. want to do. Yeah, of course. Um, but, like, you should be able to have insurance because you, literally your body is your work. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that was, like, my thing. This is why, I like, so, like, part of the thing that was, like, really, bring it back to monkeypox, um, was really interesting about people having this other conversation about people not wanting to be, like, it being a vanity thing and it becoming the thing of, like, oh, you guys are fatphobic or 
or like, you know, all these phobias and all these other things. I said, no, if you utilize your body for sex work, how it looks absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. It's not just like us people who regular everyday people who are not using our body for sex who worry about the vanity and how monkey pox can harm our physical appearance. But for people who do rely on their bodies, those are survival sex work. I would be immensely fucking Not just survival sex work, sex work, period. Right. If like, that's what well, you choose or need to do to make money, you should be able to feasibly change or alter your appearance to make more right. money. And there's a very and, 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 and there's a very rich history with uh queer people, HIV stigma, our physical appearance, and maintaining looking healthy, and how monkeypox again undercuts that. Like it is much larger in just being a thing of like uh hating ugly people or not liking it, it is a cultural thing that people want to look attractive or attractive enough in their what they think of their level of beauty should look like. Peacocks do it. <laughs> exactly. Some Peacocks know about being a bad bitch. It's all they most die being a bad species that the male and female do not look identical do it. Right. So I'm just like, I just don't think I find it really interesting when people are just like, oh, you hate us. No, no one hates us. No, anybody, especially like uh, me, prime example. I work in the bar industry. I don't want to be looking around looking crazy with scars and shit looking weird behind the bar and people like, oh, I don't want him like, I'm yeah. black. I think people don't realize, people are sitting just like making a whole thing of like, oh, we're wrong for being vain. Fuck y'all. Some of my industry, some jobs we're all in are front facing or have to deal with the public. I have to be worried about my appearance. I don't, I don't, I shave my head every two days. Every two days. On a, on a busy work week. So I don't look crazy. Like, my you know, mom you get... has always been one to say to me, to my face, that if a server doesn't look kempt, she deducts that from their tip. Like, not just, uh, not ugly, but if you walk out, you don't look like you cared about your presentation when you arrived in front of her. Probably your shirt she... dirty. You don't wash your apron. Like, mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, there. Because the notion would be the, the notion would be that, like, for us not to have concerns about vanity, that vanity doesn't exist in our culture, that we shouldn't be concerned about something that doesn't exist. No, it immensely. Everything that we do, how we even work on a corporate ladder, how we look physically in corporate spaces does matter. Same reason why you have to pass legislation about Black people having hair that is natural and it being permissible in the workplace mm-hmm. because white folks think our hair is ugly and also ugly is subjective and really steeped in white supremacy if anything but that's another conversation mm-hmm. the girls don't want to have other conversations girls want to have we saw the PBRs like fucking ugly hard omega level ranking system right and Girl. the girls got their first commission piece the girls are now booked to accommodate and to fix things. Uh, and so we spent the week ranking. And let me tell you, if there's a podcast don't agree on shit, I <laughs> cannot say we come in here and say the exact same thing. Because I'm looking at this list. I'm like, they're characters that we all sit here and we have got given our lives for. Spent untold hours debating for. That is all over the axis of this. And it's because we are completely unbiased. <laughs> Oh, and let's be clear, since he's not here, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Vontae is the moral protagonist of the list. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it. 
I can spoil it because the just so you guys know and are aware that the final tally for the list isn't based off of anything other than um the ranking system. We might debate it a little bit more later if there's a tie, but basically every position we give them has a score associated with it. And we spent like two weeks ago, we spent our whole podcast living for Exodus. This nigga is all over the list in so many different places. Some places I don't even agree with. I don't know how that worked. Vontae had Exodus ranked let's see, 9 out of 10. Which is better than Henry's because Henry had him ranked number 19. <laughs> 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 Henry had him ranked number 19. Where the fuck did I rank him? Let me go back to my list. Now, now, look, now I'm going to look at my list and see what did I actually say. Okay, yeah. Uh, I put Exodus at 11. Uh, okay. It was it was really hard because like because because the way that like the way that the notes thing works on Apple is that like you can just you can just insert anywhere and, and it will change it will it will automatically adjust the numbering for you. Mm-hmm. So when I figured that out, I started moving people around, and the people the eighteen people above him. I didn't feel like it was fair to put any of those people below him because to me, those people above him have abilities that are completely world-changing. And mm-hmm. and that's why he's so low on the list. And I feel like everybody that's above Exit, below Exit are people who do not have abilities that are world-changing. But I will you put say... Jean Grey she, higher. She was a fucking phoenix. Is she a phoenix so now? Is she a Phoenix now? So is Exodus at this point. He has the same potential. So and so is Hope. And Hope is and Hope is what thirteen on my list. See, that's also the thing because I do. I am of the camp that Jean Grey Exodus and I an idol above. Come on, friend. I am I, of the church that Jean Grey is the Phoenix. The Phoenix is just uh, Jean Grey evolving to the point that she becomes a eternal chronological constant and a force of nature. I believe I, that. However, they have retconned that in and out of existence so that Jean Grey the mortal, living, breathing Jean Grey, I had to rank her separately from the Phoenix Force. I put the idols above Exodus because they are world-changing characters. So, okay, so let's in fairness. Idol? Idol 2, Idol 3. Idols. The dad and the daughter, right? Correct? The yeah. Okay. I think I will allow <laughs> bringing them together because they do feel like perhaps yeah, they're basically like a like a polaris magneto like, situation. Yeah, they're a legacy of 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 of, of omegas. So mm-hmm. like the idols, the idols are a brand. They are a business. Okay, we we support we support the idols. The idols are a business. Pop and daughter. Yeah, they're a business. Because <laughs> like there was an the idol, there was there was an the idol the first. The idol the second. The idol, idol the third. So it's like Sabunar. Like, Sabunar is actually um, not the same Sabunar you see in like right. thousands of years ago. It's like basically he reproduces asexually and just has his next generation pop up. Right. It's the so same like, person, but through like a sexual division. It's how both Zylo, Zylo and Sabunar both do that shit. But that's my thing, though. Idol is a legacy mutation, unlike Exodus, who is not a legacy mutation. So, and I'm sure as Idol has more children and more idols, that the ability will evolve. But also, the the, the threat of Idol, and that's also another thing too. I, Exodus, Exodus is a threat, clearly. But mm-hmm. 
But idol, the idols are existential threat. That's why Iska killed Idol in Judgment Day. That's what changed my vote. If Idol didn't die in Judgment Day, I would have put Idol under Exodus. Because Iska knew how dangerous Idol is. You you gotta you gotta be a wild bitch to be quiet in the room and everybody nervous. You sit in the room. But in and- fairness, two things. Tarn had already cut out her tongue, so she couldn't speak. Because Tarn knew too. And Idol, I think Aura Serrata or maybe Zylo said it, that Idol never speaks anyway because to reveal the future would change the future. So and she could never do that. She can't change it. Yeah, she sees the absolute future. She can't do anything to that it. It's just what it is. Shit. It's wild, wild shit. shit. And that's why I'm like, that power loses its value. It's like how I think there's multiple teleporter omegas because there's different ways to teleport. Just like I think Destiny is an Omega. I think she's an Omega um, clairvoyant, too. Because right. her version mm-hmm. of this future is different. She sees... I would argue that she isn't, and they explain why Idol is and Destiny isn't, because Idol sees the absolute future, whereas Destiny sees the potential futures. I'm going to paint it like this. You know how the Eternals have three oracles? They have three oracles. They never we only saw one of them in the offshoot where they explained how Thanos came to be and why he was allowed to be born. Um Makari, can, Ajak, and who? No, those those are the prophets of the priests. There are seers, like full-on like eternals who dedicate their psychic powers to interpreting the past, present, and future. They know it absolutely. Um the same way that that can exist, there's three kinds in fiction, there are three kinds of clairvoyance. There's seeing probability, which is destiny. She sees things that are probable and tell you if it's most likely going to happen based on things. There's choice, which is kind of what Blindfold does. She can't deviate from any of the choices that she knows is about to happen. But she knows, like, if you choose this, I know exactly what the repercussions are going to be. And then there is Idol, who sees the absolute, what you will and actually do. Um, And so she exists on an absolute understanding of, like, this is going to be what goes down to the point that she prophesies her death in that voting scene, she says, someone on this council is going to kill me. I know who it is. I can't say anything about it. And then it was, you know, our girl Iska pulled her head she's off. She's not my girl. She's not mine either, Joe. She's my girl. She's on your, she's on your table. Not anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, yeah, there's that. Their powers are very similar. (laughs) Oh, you guys are hiring. (laughs) We're going to recruit Genesis back, and then we're going to find somebody the fuck else to fill the remaining seat. It should be Apocalypse. Apocalypse is not Omega. Yeah, he doesn't qualify. I find it so weird that he's not an Omega-level mutant. I find that so weird. But I like it, though. I enjoy the fact that he's not an Omega-level mutant because it says a lot about, like, how they respect... like. Everything I say about the four horsemen needing to be there so that they wouldn't have lost this war. They're like, they're not Omegas, but they're their oh, generals. What about the other horsemen that are not on like death and um who else is missing that's not on Oh, his horsemen? children? Yeah, yeah. His children. All of them are Omegas. Omega either. Well, maybe we can still hold out for famine, but famine hasn't revealed his power really. Like we don't know what the fuck he does. Right. We know Genesis and Iska are the two Omegas in that family. Sorry, Genesis, Iska, I'm including Tarn just because I'm just going to do that. 
and storm because I'm also going to do that too. People don't like that theory that they're related because they, people hate that theory. But I'm still going to I'm gonna write for that shit. My head canon is that Iska is Tarn's mother. My head canon is also that uh, Storm's ancestor is Iska and uh, Genesis's sister. That's my head canon. None of us ever bring up. Well, there's one more Omega because he was on the council. Um, War's husband. He sat on the council. He's in Great Ring. He's an Omega. He was. He was. Yeah, he's in the shop. We have a panel. He's right there, and he was there when they prophesied that um, a myth would conquer um, Arako. He's right there, and like. They kind of hint that he is consulted. We don't know what his power is, but he is there on the seat. I think specifically it's table day. I think he held the seat that Tarn had taken. Oh, and so that would be how Tarn got the seat because he killed him, and that's why. Oh no! So Lem killed him, but I think I don't think it was in a simple perilous. He killed him by surprise. It wasn't a circle perilous, so he was in prison. And so it looks like it was just a vacant seat. And so everyone gets to fight for that. Oh, and Tarn just was like, I'll take this, and uh, the rest of you bitches will just steal. Yeah, basically. And it adds up timeline-wise, because he would have came when a myth revealed that they had demon mutant hybrids and shit. And Tarn is a demon mutant hybrid. One of the first, which Iska was one of the first mutants to go over to them. I feel like we need a prequel book. I feel like the drama of this shit, like we still don't know. Stolems may seem like, oh, I didn't give a fuck. It sounds like he killed um, War's husband because War's husband didn't want him. It was very much reading like, say you have the power to make everyone fall in love with you and then you meet someone who can't and then you get obsessed over like the purple man and jessica jones where he came became obsessed with jessica because he couldn't control her yeah all right so we have two books we have to get to and we have not, <laughs> we've been 18 minutes in <laughs> child it's you know, only two books <laughs> you know, you know the, the pregame be lit the pregame like well, well this is this is the pre-pregame we already have a pregame before we even get them <laughs> Y'all don't realize how many conversations we have before the show even starts. But we have more <laughs> conversations on the show. <laughs> Truly, honestly, it's our fault for liking each other. We should hate each other. We should invite people yeah. that we hate uh, just to <laughs> offset the energy. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, if y'all are not reading Defenders Beyond by Al Ewing, um, I don't recommend it. Uh, I never liked Defenders books. So I'd never pick them up. It was so I, I only picked it up because Blue Marvel is in it. And, you know, like, I live for Blue Marvel. So Blue Marvel is fine. The book is fine. The issue that I have is, A, Galactus's mom, Ta-Ta-Ia, I don't even know how to say her name. She's got seven fucking vowels in a row. I don't know how that works. Um, it's the Phoenix Force. And I'm I'm tired. Hang it I'm up. Tired. Hang it up. The Beyonders are in here, like the original Beyonder plus the other Beyonders are in here. It it had like great promise until like you turn the page and it's Galactus's mom with the Phoenix Force symbol on her chest. And I just I got sad. I'm like, if it's not a psychic mutant, why are we doing this? Can the we Phoenix not? is ran through. She's rebounding. She's on a rebound bench until Gene says, take me back. What a good thing now, is that like Oh, go ahead. go ahead. The Phoenix got more kids than the canon. 
Well, the good thing, well, well, the good thing, well, well, who not one, um, the child is not hers. This motherfucking uh, Thor is not a, a, a child of the Phoenix. I read uh, uh, Avengers one one million one billion whatever the fuck that shit was. No, she she manipulated a birth to make sure Thor was born, but Gaia is Thor's mother, not Freya either. That's I want to say that's dumb. I did enjoy the fact idea of mother. Gaia is Thor's mother in the canon, and they kind of retconned it. But he can have three moms. He does have three moms. That's the whole point of his mom being like the triple goddess, isn't it? Like the idea that yes, physiologically his mother is Gaia, but he was also raised by Freya, who is considered his adoptive mother, sort of like how T'Challa's mom is his mother. But then the Phoenix Force could be his third mom. Well, the gag, well, the gag is the gag is Odin uh, is uh, sexually uh, aggressive and damn near rapist. The Phoenix wasn't here for it, and then pawned uh, Gaia off on uh, Odin. The gag was that no one wanted to be with Odin. <laughs> that's that's that exactly what's going gag. on in the comic. Odin's dead gag. now in the comics. Odin's dick is probably really short and really wide, and no so, one, like, the girls no were like, no. one was seeing it for Odin. No one. That's why Thor's, a, Thor's an idiot. Like, you come mm-hmm. from a legacy of it. All your daddies ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think is going to happen with the Phoenix Force, it's going to stay with Echo temporarily for now. But during this Judgment Day event, and this is how we're going to tie into the story, um, the Phoenix is going to somehow either make it back over to Jean or Hope. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to um, spread the Phoenix Force out across all mutants, a la the Nine-Tailed Fox in Naruto. <laughs> to give them all a piece of the Phoenix so they can all res- self resurrect. No more five. Now everyone has a Phoenix spark. And it speaks to yep. the spark metaphor that Legion has. Is if you accommodate yourself, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that they add rules to it. Says you have to live by the three rules. If you break them, you don't come back. I'm just really yep. curious about like how like how the Hickman era is going to look in like 10 years. Because everyone just keeps taking jabs into the lore, like just little bits of like one more yeah. night into it. And it's like by the end of it, it won't look the same. Like the basic principles, I think, I think Legion of X might get better around that time where they start looking at like, okay, the principles is going all over the place. We need some conservative thought in regards to like these rules because some of these things can't go. <laughs> we need right. some of this shit. Some of this shit needs right. to stay. Um, right. I don't know. I feel like that. I also feel like the shares of the Phoenix Force thing works. I feel like the Phoenix Force doesn't need one host. And I feel like the problem that pops up with the Phoenix ego takes over the person and feeds their bad habits is that the Phoenix is too all encompassing to be held in one person. The Phoenix mm-hmm. Five solution wasn't a bad one. They were doing perfectly fine up until that shit started getting split and the three people who shouldn't have gotten it had it. Emma didn't start going off her fucking rocker until Namor lost his portion, and it was only between four of them. And then fucking uh, Colossus magic fought, and she was rocking too much Phoenix at one time. Yeah. Emma's yeah. not mentally well. She has very serious, like, psychological issues, um, mainly we saw depression. That in her, um, <laughs> immortal X Men uh, spotlight issue. She suffers from depression. So. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. 
Okay, so we need to start this shit up. All right. So mm-hmm. we have Judgment Day number three. Your scores. I'm going to give it a nine. I had 9.5 in my spirit, but I want to double check that. But 9.5. I want to give it. Oh, I'm definitely giving it a nine. <laughs> what page did you flip to that made you settle on that? What 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 re what um re your spirit? Oh, yep. And I saw the that, artwork. Yep. That took me from a ten. You brought back the rapist. That brought me back to a ten. That that you could add a ten until you added the rapist. <laughs> You added the fucking rapist. I was like, I was gonna say, oh, we're gonna save the day. We're gonna fix this. Calling the rapist. You're gonna date rape the entire planet. <laughs> date rape you, drunk you, the entire you, you planet. Date rape, you, you're gonna date rape a celestial. That's what we're doing. That's how we're fixing this. We're gonna. I mean, wasn't that kind of the plan that they did in the movie where they <laughs> lulled it to sleep? I don't know. Druid's power kind of felt very date rapey when he did that. <laughs> Now, did I live for the Celestial reading the fuck out of Steve Rogers? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But, like, you inviting Star Fox, really? Really? Like, like th- this is who we're worried about? Like, he's like, he's empath. Not, he's not even That's guarding empath properly. To do it. Right, there's so many, there's so In many fairness, other... Star Fox is technically stronger. Yeah, any power... That's my main principle. It's because they put not just psychic powers behind whatever the fuck they're doing. They also do, like, cosmic bullshit. The Eternals, on average, and whatever they're doing are somewhat stronger than the mutants, except Druig. You can't tell me Druig would be Jean Grey in a, in a telepathic battle. Would never. He's giving Maximus the mad from the Inhumans, and he wouldn't beat him either. Mm-hmm. Also because they also changed his power. Like, you know, like I do, that his power wasn't originally telepathy. That wasn't, like, his big thing. It was, like, he was almost as good as a sh- transformer as uh, Cersei is. That's his whole thing. And then they changed that. I thought that. Druig was more, gave more karma's power. That karma, Ma- Maximus, and Druig had similar powers. That they were, like, yeah. mental domination and that's it. His thing, like, he had basically skill sets. It's like techniques in each one. He had the domination thing where he subjugates your will and, like, he makes you do things. But, like, it's just, like, an aura of, like, betrayal and sinisterness, like Satan, because he is Satan. Um, And then there was his Hellfire thing, which he made cosmic energy that's so hot that it's, like, Hellfire. And then he just changed the structures around you and shit, like Doctor Strange in the movies. He just starts bending the area all around you and shit. But it wasn't oh, so like. Oh, so you do, oh, so you're doing the bending. Yes, he's doing the bending. <laughs> so I can't imagine anyone fucking him, and yet Cersei has. Also, the deviants have X genes now? Yeah. Oh, man, oh. man. 8.5. <laughs> I can't lie. It makes sense. We know what we know about the longstanding legend that, like, mutants have always existed. That I'm just looking at it and go, like, it makes sense that they would be recognized by Krakoa. And also the machine considers Krakoa as a part of it, no matter what. I will I will say, okay, back to 9.9. Not, not nine. I will say the one thing that I am loving in this book 
is whenever they have to have psychic conversations. Mm, yes. Jean Grey yes. is using her power. <laughs> the psychic conversations are legendary. It's like, all right, we voting now. They ain't here. We voting. <laughs> and I like how they, they display it differently. So whenever it's been different people, Emma's right. has been blue. Um, Jean's has been pinkish red. Uh, Exodus has been purple. Charles has been purple. Like, and it's also the fact that it like everyone usually that it's different. It's it just different. pulls together that telepathy is the most important asset of Krakoa. It's the most important asset because literally the Avengers keep fucking forgetting that everyone in the X Men is a fucking telepath. If the Sinister could do that shit, we just leans back and goes, "Hey, Destiny, see the future um, real quick and tell everyone that this is about to happen. This is how you do this shit." And he's just sitting there smiling, telling no one to text it. Mm-hmm. Like and, um. That's how the mutants are communicating with Arako. That set up all them Xavier brains to be their, like, waypoints between Earth and Mars so that they can communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. And that's why they said that shit about, like, we can't talk to the storm. She's on Mars. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Right. Like, didn't you set up a telepathic relay specifically so you can do that? Destiny ain't slick, and she acted fast enough to the we thought about that exception, unless Xavier didn't tell them. Oh, wait, no, because Xavier died. She waited for when Xavier died. And he's one of the only people who can really operate it. <laughs> but, like, Emma casually did that to the cuckoos. Either she was on Earth and was talking to the cuckoos on Mars or vice versa. She just I did think, that before that even happened. I think that's an established telepathic relay situation. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they established that, like, yeah, there's a bit of Emma in all the Zephyrs. She set it up so that she can reach out to them, especially when she lost her power and she was using them as, like, telepathic batteries because she couldn't do it herself. This was a good issue. I Why did we invite Star Fox? It's because they wanted... He's Thanos' brother. I guess they just wanted to tie him in. But he, because they, 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 they definitely they fridged Thanos. That nigga is he's fridged. There's no way they're using him to stop the to stop the celestial. But it's like what you want? What, like <sighs> it's because he is the brother of Thanos. Is I think they're pulling on that fact that they can go. He can break the three rules. And I also need an explanation of because like it's a thing that technically. I have so many questions, okay? Mm-hmm. This part, this part could be, I don't know if it's going to be a circuit part. This is, this is just a thought. We have, we have, we have several mutant origins going on here, okay? Number one, mm-hmm. we have, the, we have the earthbound mutants, okay? The Krakoans. We right. have the Araki on planet Araco. We mm-hmm. have now the Deviants, who are another set of mutants. We also have Threshold. Mm-hmm. I need, for my own peace, a chronological order of where all these niggas land. We all know that for a fact that the, that the Krakoans are the end, the Deviants are the beginning. But how do we get from point A to point B? Oh, I can I tell you know. that. Yeah, I can bring that too. Mm-hmm. I want to see yours. You go first for time. So I don't know what Threshold is. I'm going to just be totally honest. Threshold, that, that threshold? Marauders. So they're the, the first okay, gotcha, origin gotcha. of the X-Men. They're the first team of mutants whose powers are combat-oriented. We came together and fucked up the Shi'ar Empire when they came to attack them. Okay, got you. Okay, so initially, there were just hominids on the planet Earth. The Celestials came and 
took a group of humans or pre-humans, I don't know, um, um, and turned them into deviants, took another group, turned them into uh, Eternals, and took a third group and gave them the potential to evolve at some point in the future. Time goes by, and eventually some of those uh, folks that were given the proto-X gene, if you will, became the threshold. The threshold then did they shit with the Shi'ar, but then the rest of the mutants on Earth continued to evolve, um, became the uh, Akaran mutants, and then the war with uh, where Akara, Akara was split uh, and Araka went to Ammon, um, happened, and then 5,000 years later, they came back. Yeah, so they also break it down the Marauders, like a little page where they show each generation of mutants, including a 10,000 BC mutants. Um, the threshold predates the uh, 10,000 BC. Threshold is ancient. There's like a civilization of mutants consumed the world. They were in charge of the entire damn planet. There were no so humans. They came, they came <clears throat> pre-Selene, and Selene was the first of the mutants that eventually became the Iraqi and Krakoan. Yeah. So she's the first of that generation. And so when they call Apocalypse the first, they, they always clarify that too as well. Apocalypse being the first mutant is Apocalypse the first mutant of this generation. Um, and so he's their grandfather in the same vein that like Cronus is the grandfather of the Eternals. Okay, so okay, I have a question. So okay, so uh so the threshold mutants were on Earth and they just beat the Shi'ar ass on occasion. Yeah, and then because of that, they got petty and they started to attack the threshold mutants and like systematically undermined them and then vanished their civilization. Threshold went through time to escape them. And that was the issue of Last Marauders, what went down. They were retrieving their beacon so that when they pop out of time, they won't be ambushed by Shi'ar. Instead, they'll appear on Krakoa. Okay. How many... Okay, that's still so confused. Okay, so my other question, other question. You said there's three groups of people that the Celestials made. The third group mm-hmm. are the ones who are possible evolutions. Are those the mutants or are the mutants from the Deviants? Those are the mutants. Those are the mutants. So basically, what they put in that would later become the X gene, but also the potential to be a metahuman, um, was the same thing, basically, it seems, that they put into the deviants to evolve them. Because deviants evolve much more rapidly. Like, they literally are born, and they themselves will go through, like, Beast goes through three evolutions, his tritary bullshit, they go through evolutions too. Like they are constantly changing. And then they might do excess deviation, which means that they have become so mutated that they... Actually, it's the same exact system as like getting a secondary and tritary mutation because they Except gain... They, the deviants self-evolve, whereas mutants take generations to evolve. Yeah, and they require like exposure to certain circumstances. Like Emma wouldn't have evolved if she wasn't put into such a psychic trauma from the attack of Genosha that it forced her mutation to step up to the next level. Um, or Beast wouldn't have evolved himself if he didn't fuck with his body like he was doing. Um, and also him himself. I think he said his dad worked at a nuclear power plant. And so... That was all- the original um, explanation for mutant powers was that it was a result of uh, nuclear fallout, radiation, something. Well, that's their trigger. Claremont. 
Yeah, I know that's not made that a uh, X gene thing, turned that into the X gene. Yeah, the X gene thing was the justification about why they could survive it. But they said the radiation kickstarted it. Like it was your X gene would be recessive if it wasn't for the nuclear radiation. Just the same that Krakoa itself was like, well, even that got retconned because they're like, Krakoa has always existed, but it was sleeping. And then the nuclear radiation woke it up. Um, but essentially, yeah, the X gene had to be triggered by something external like which like, same thing with mutants like typically it's big emotional trauma does it and typically as teenagers you typically get that like or stress or stress is stress trauma um or just the onset of major upheavals like emma getting her telepathy around the time where she's being particularly abused emotionally by her dad Kind of sad, but you got power, sweetie. Or Jean's power kicking in when she's in that horrible car accident. Um, and then it being worse by her telepathically absorbing the pain of her friend. All that I, sad shit. Right. I need, I, need, I need someone to explain to me what was the... Not you guys, just in general. But, like, why did why did the Celestial specifically give the, give the X-Men, well, those mutants, and the Deviant, that, that X-Gene? Whether, regardless of the X-Gene and the Deviant... They explain that. So they explain that in Eternals. They oh, do. So the Celestials did that to literally every planet. So they did that to the Skrulls. Um, the Skrulls, in turn, experimented on the Kree. So that doesn't count. But they did it to the scrolls. So the scrolls that we see now are actually deviant scrolls. There were eternal scrolls that got killed. There were regular scrolls that got killed. The deviants, the deviant scrolls are their only remaining ones. I think it's the annihilation wave that we call the annihilation wave that the celestials are afraid of. So the celestials as a civilization um, are at war with this species of creature that literally is like a virus. If it affects them, it kills them. And so they needed to create like pathogens they can consume the only way to make these pathogens is through the deviants the deviants have to grow but it's very much that if they grow the deviants grow too much and go through too much evolution then they need to be cold or else the planet won't build the necessary like pathogens that they can consume so they'll be planet they'll become beyonders actually so yeah. if they deviate way too much they'll eventually become beyonders which are the antithesis to celestials and then there's also some other stuff involved with it like they need like basically every planet is like a petri dish and they need very specific like course of actions like each living organism on planet is a cell literally a cell doing something and so they needed deviants and they needed eternals the one thing that other planets don't have that they put onto Earth is the X gene factors or the factor to be more than it. like metahumans are also underneath that same like thing. So Earth, they did something special because Earth was already under weird circumstances when they arrived. Like they arrived and like magic shit was going down. The um the they said the demiurge, I think, was also going down. Like the whole situation on earth was like enough for them to go okay this is an important planet um mm -hmm. let's add this third factor that will be like the buffer between these two so the eternals are programmed but we see what happened to eternals that eventually they stopped viewing their duty as their duty and started just doing shit on their own 
Um, and so they added another factor that will curb the deviants or the Eternals, because it's also an issue that happened that on some planets, the Eternals wiped out all the deviants. Mm. And they can't do that. Like, they need the deviants to sustain themselves. So basically, very much like how the accident is going, they needed a third party to be the wall between the two of them. So they added this third species mm. using a bit of both. So, like, when you see a deviant excess deviate, I don't know if you finally pick up the comic. In the comic, what happens is they gain enough power to possibly kill an Eternal. It's like a full... I want to say it's like their Omega-level ascension because they get weird mm -hmm. shit. Like, my claws have cosmic energy in them. They can share through reality themselves. Mm. So it's like an Omega-level evolution. Except you become mindless. You start killing things indiscriminately. Whereas the mutants... Like, basically, we have externals. Mm -hmm. So, the proof is in the pudding with the Celestials. The third option was the best option. Because mutants both have the qualities of deviants, but the potential to also become, like, eternals. Okay. This, I, so, basically, this, yeah. It's yeah, this, lore. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. But it, it, I like where this is going as far as that part. Um, so I'll give them back their nine uh, for that. Um, but I will say, because um, we, we really have not talked about the book. I will say one thing about the book that was actually really funny was Sinister betraying everyone. <laughs> but it all realizing to be, all they realizing to be just a stunt within the Celestial's head and how betrayed that Gene did not realize it. Like, oh, like, it's a double cross. Like, it's like they got our asses. Gene but, about to send a message to Echo and say, give me it back. <laughs> she's about to be like, I'm sorry, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, 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 give that back. It's not give yours. She wouldn't want to it's be with yours. you. Give it back. I just keep always coming back to that scene in like the uh, resurrection of Jean Grey. Um when she the Phoenix Force says, You're going to need me, like you're not powerful enough on your own. Your friends are going to die. And Gene's just going, I'll deal with it when it comes to it. And like every situation since then, there's like that way they draw Gene's face where like it seems that she's thinking about calling for it back. I just love that. I don't like Gene Gray as a character. However, that <laughs> one scene where she basically tells the Phoenix, mm, delete my number, and then it just dissolves. I said, oh, nigga. <laughs> it was such a good scene. Like, them interpreting it as like, a big breakup. Like, and the scene when, like, he, she res the Phoenix resurrects Cyclops. That's fully Cyclops. That is fully Cyclops you're seeing right there. It's not an illusion. It's not a psychic manifestation. The Phoenix just brought him back to life. And then, like, rather than, like, Henry's going, see, I did it for free. You, you can just have that. And Gene just looks at Cyclops, kisses him, and then kills him. Writers are writing. <laughs> Whoever the fuck wrote that wrote that. Just killed his ass. And it was, oh my God, it was so brutal. It was the brutal. interactions with Gene and Rachel, and I'll even give it with Hope. And I'll also give it Cyclops are some of the best characterizations of the fucking Phoenix. And then you do bullshit with it, Jason Aaron. And turn it into Thor's mom, kinda, sorta. And then y'all give it 
Alguin, I love you so much. Every other thing that you've written, I just cannot do the Defenders books. I've really tried. I'm going to continue to purchase them on the sheer fact that I support anything Blue Marvel is in. However, comma, I will not be reading them anymore. I can't do it. Um, stop giving it to other people. We don't do this. The Phoenix is, like we said, ran through, and she needs to kind of sit down for a moment and think about, like, yes, sex positivity, but maybe this is a reflection of something else. Like, you are kind of rushing to be possessed, to be possessing just any old body. And I feel like that's a conversation between you and your therapist. We know you like psychic, redhead, uh, bad bitch, mutant bitches. We get it. We get it. We get it. Just do that. Go find Mary Jane Watson. I feel like that would even fit the stereotype, you know? Like, <laughs> if you possess Mary yeah. Jane, I would go. She's not a mutant, but I kind of see it. <laughs> Give Emma back her Phoenix costume because that was a bad that was costume. Eating. I don't Damn. give a fuck. She ate every fucking scene. However, she doesn't belong with Phoenix. I love the Phoenix costume ate down. So did Nate Morris, and so did uh, Magix. Everybody's Phoenix costume always eats. Except for the Avengers. Everybody's Phoenix costume eats. Until they gave it to the Avengers. And then I had to that be like, was why terrible. You I looked at the child like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> Wolverine showed up somehow for some reason with a Phoenix costume. I, even Y'all don't even this, like each other. Don't want this. Y'all don't like each other. You and Wolverine don't like each other. You, you fuck Wolverine. I, I choose to see the Phoenix possessing you as fucking you. Right, and you looked stupid. Ugh. I don't think he had it that long. I think she had it for like, what? It was like just two issues, and then he lost the fight. Anyway. Not even two issues. I nope. think he had it for like <laughs> two pages. Got his ass beat by, I don't even remember now, because I I really want to make this very plain. I don't dislike you as a person, Jason Aaron. However... You're writing on the Avengers books, which are already a bad, um, uh, bad intellectual property anyway. Because fuck the Avengers, it's it's been fucking ass. I cannot find anything about it that I enjoy. And Jason, you have obviously not read Jonathan Hickman's Avengers because that was actually really good. You have not read any of Al Ewing's Avengers because all of that was really good too. I don't know what happened. Mm. We're just here. You did an amazing job on Thor. Don't know what happened. I'm at the point in the list calculations um, where I need to take out two calculators. <laughs> 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 Keeping all these numbers together in my head is not fun. <laughs> yes, this entire just time write I've them been, out. I'm writing them out. I have all. I have most of them done. I got down to Genesis though. We have a search on so many different areas on the damn list. <laughs> it's just it's hurtful <laughs> just to do it. I am surprised some of us ranked her top ten because I don't feel like her Omega level ability is actually that spectacular. Who? Who Genesis. put her top ten? Was it me? I think it was. It was Vante. It was not me. No, because I don't have Vante's open. It was you, Showtime. Because I put her, un, I put her under storm for sure. Yeah, but Magneto and Sobinar between them. I feel like because I had hit canon, I'm ready to go. If they ever asked me to write a storm comic, I had this idea that she has a twin brother. Storm has a twin brother, and he uh, instead of controlling the weather, which is very naturalistic, you know, very earth motherly to do to be a thunder god, um, I felt like he'd do something with biology. 
you know? It just fit. I feel like, I want to say Genesis' power is probably nature girl's power, but on a wider scale. I want to see Genesis making monsters. I don't think Genesis was ever pregnant. I think Genesis just, you know, came out the room one day and then, like, had four identical uh, babies. <laughs> so you're thinking, you're thinking for them to essentially be, to make a, a comparison to DC Comics, ooh, this is the real ghetto. Yeah, like, uh, that she is connected, connected to the red. The red and the green. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So she's doing some interesting things. Vixen. Yeah. Cool. And not even just Vixen. I would say um, this is a deep pull from DC. Bawana Beast. Because mm. Bawana Beast is not just like, I wouldn't say Animal Man, but Animal Man just adopts powers too. Bawana Beast yeah. full on is able to like take a spider off of like a tree and then look at a squirrel and like, merge them together and shit and make a whole new like chimera that can, he can control with shit that shit i feel like genesis can do it i feel like genesis can make an army in moments if she wanted to not just vines okay. and shit not no okay. poison ivy poison ivy bullshit i want to see her make tree monsters don't be disrespectful to pamela isley let's not be disrespectful to dr pamela isley she doesn't even have powers right now i don't give a fuck She's a bad bitch, but she's a bad bitch with a syringe and, like, plants. She's evil Neville Longbottom. Wow. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I like uh-uh. her biology. I she think her a- biology is the most important class at Hogwarts. She is, she is, by definition, a pharmacist and a witch. True. That her. In a classical sense, she is a witch. So, also, I learned this the other day. The uh, Greek word that is the basis of the, the where we get the word pharmacist was the same word they use to call witches. So technically, I'm is it a like pharmakios or something like something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they used to call witches, also, which means that I'm a witch. Yeah, you're doing alchemy. You're an alchemist. Mm-hmm. I'm a witch. You're literally by every definition of the word an alchemist and a witch. You're. <laughs> It's literally right there. <laughs> I'm a magic bitch. Magic man. Magic okay. with a cow. Magic here. Uh, Showtime killing his alien superstar. <laughs> Unique? I, 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 I still will say on record that I hate Beyonce for changing the power of that word. <laughs> I can't hear it the same way anymore. Oh, really? Honestly? <laughs> I know too much about words, right? To know exactly what happened. Like, what she just did to that word now has to go into so many different, like... You know how many books probably need to be changed right now because what she's doing to the word just off this one year? Mm. She <laughs> Webster is losing word, their like, fucking mind. The word is permanently changed. It would never be the same unique ever again. And, like, a month's time, we'll be following, if you follow Webster's Dictionary on Twitter, they sometimes just reveal, like, oh, yeah, we added a new word based on, like, you know, when people on the internet just start inventing shit, because they have to hire a whole branch to do that, because we're in a literary renaissance of words just popping up out of nowhere, and people just knowing what they mean. That word and the change of the inflection on the unique is going to be in there. Mark my words. All right, so bad bitches to the left. 
Money I mean, just honestly, to the right. Did we even cover everything that happens? We got the explosion. We got the special gagging. We got. The thing about the explosion that's really interesting is that I didn't realize until like I looked through it again that everybody felt that psychic presence. Everybody felt themselves die. Everybody went through that on Earth. Some of us actually died. That celestial is going to kill a lot of motherfuckers. And also, um, it was mentioned too that Destiny and Mystique failed, uh, Emma Frost failed, and the Deviant Leader passed. That's what I wanted to talk about because I think it was important for us to mark who fails and who passes. Uh, because they talked about like, oh, this dude has to be criminal because how could you not pass Captain America? In the background, I'm like quite easily, you know, somewhere to tell went very easily. But it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> He it failed as a symbol. Yeah. And this time, no, Charles Xavier is going to fail and Magneto is going to pass. Yes. But Magneto's not on Earth currently. True. He's judging everyone on Earth. Well, Ray's going to pass. I hate that for us. I really hate that for us. I feel like the first thing that they should say, like, you try to cure your son rather than accept him, fail. <laughs> we don't have to go through the rest of the stuff, fail. Fail, fail, fail. Dr. Yeah, Strange. Dr. Strange. Is that a spoiler? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strange is currently able to be pa- uh, to be judged because he's on Earth. So. Yes. Fail. Uh, Clea. Pass. Sorry, man. Did she kill yes. people? Yes. But do some people need to die? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, man. Spider-Man pass. pass. All of them are going to pass. Uh, Miles is going to pass. All 17,000 Spider-Man. The Spider-Army. And women. The arachnophobia. Yes. That's what I'm calling The arachnophobia. The, the Spider-Verse. Which is ending, and I'm really sad about it. The Spider-Man books are always good, though. I think in terms of the legacy characters... Miles' books are always good. Peter's are hit or miss. I think I think in terms of the overlap, which is, like, how Avengers fans and X-Men fans do not mesh, I think we all kind of intermingle somewhere, like, we're admitting, like, we like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's good. <laughs> like, Spider-Man, is, Spider-Man is where we overlap, and uh, Fantastic Four is its own separate thing. Yeah, I don't think... I think there's plenty of Avengers fans who don't like Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm i okay with the Fantastic Four. I really, really, really hate Reed. And I really don't want to read anything about Ben Grimm or Johnny Storm. I'm really just here for Sue and the kids and the villains. Uh-huh. Because Doom? That's a messy bitch. But that is a proper villain. And He's always conniving. Did he use that dark energy from Dormammu yet? Or is he still he holding still on has to not. it? He still but, is holding on to Doom it. But Doom is going to pass also. And that's the thing that I think people need to be... I think the thing that I think that, like, the Celestial is checking to see is people who are really out here doing the work. If they say they're going to commit to doing something and fixing a problem, they have fixed it. And Doom usually Is it lip through. service or is it action? Do you do right. things? I feel like I kind of want to see mm-hmm. Iska fail. Um, even though it doesn't matter because she's not on Earth. But I want to see her pop down Earth real quick and get judged. Just because I think the judgments also serve as a characterization moment of them looking yeah. into you and going, this is the thing that your character is all about. 
and this is how your actions reflect to your character. Magneto's going to pass because no matter what he said, he's always said, I'm going to defend my people and create for them a paradise where they can be happy and never suffer the injustices that I have. And he did that several times. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to try to be a better father. And like, honestly, he might slip up sometimes. Genosha, Avalon, Asteroid M, Utopia, Krakoa. He did it all five times. And he could admit when he was wrong. He said, Honestly, I don't need to be trying to kill all humans. I mean, some of them are okay. My ex-wife was great somewhat until she flipped the fuck out. Um, <laughs> and Fisher King is allegedly okay. Fisher King's okay, but that's because Fisher King is fucking Magneto. And so it's just by the residual effects of getting pounded out by all of that. I really think that they're just they're get, they're getting a, a quick hand job in between missions. I don't think they're actually full on fucking. I feel yeah. like Fisher King full on gets fuck. I feel like it. Because the Iraqi, you know, uh, I think Iraqi would respect a, a bottom position, you know? But Magneto really only wants to fuck Charles. So he would consider it cheating to do anything but getting a hand job. I think it's a slow burn romance. I think, you know, Magneto loves a romance situation. He doesn't like just like, I don't just fuck. Uh, I need to take you out for like wine. I need to get you to the point like where you're about to explode. And then we'll fuck you. <laughs> right. Um, it's all about the technique uh, with Magneto. That's why, you know, he's covering up a lot more lately. It's because, you know, the power of suggestion. Sometimes he pops up in a red fit. Sometimes he pops up in a white one. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's giving very um, Storm before X-Men Red, where she was bouncing between her um, slick back ponytail look on Earth and her Hellfire Gala look on Arako. Or sometimes the white version of the X-Men look, and then there's the black version of it. Mm-hmm. Storm is going to do a lot lately. <laughs> and now she's just giving this punk look and everything, and I'm living because Mama looks good. Those love handles? That waist moment? Mm-hmm. I'm Storm fucked. always has a bomb-ass fucking costume. And everybody who's had the Phoenix has had a bomb-ass costume. I'll just... Facts, the Phoenix facts, can't facts. possess Storm. It's not strong enough. <laughs> it's not Correct. strong enough for her. I think that's why the Phoenix... That's my hit canon now about like, why she's never been a host. Back. Why she's never been a host to the Phoenix Force is because the Phoenix Force can't control her. She's, not, she's, she's, been, a, she's been a host in What If, but she has been a host canically. Um, the, the what what if was she's a hostin? It, it was the, so in that what if, uh, act, she actually just destroyed the universe because yeah, she, she really did. She was yeah, she was wild though. She was not cool. I love those moments for her. <laughs> they were like, yeah, this is what happens when we give Storm the Phoenix. Don't ask us to do this because she can already do this by herself. Right. Um, hmm. <laughs> is Storm going to pass? Yeah, Storm's going to pass. Yes, Storm's going to pass. Good question. Nightcrawler's not going to pass. Shuri is no. going to pass. T'Challa is going to fail. T'Challa is going to fail, definitely. Um, and he's going to be really upset about it. <laughs> he's going to have another villain arc just because of it. Um, All of the Illuminati are going to fail. Each and every one of them. Um, um, I yeah. passed Black Bolt. Everything Black Bolt did as a part of the Illuminati is not against his code. He's a king. 
Are you Genesis King? But okay. I will say I, that Hulk is going to pass and, and Banner is going to fail. Yeah. Or yes. Thor is going to fail and then not be able to lift Mjolnir again for some stupid ass reason. Even though his daddy is Mjolnir. the spirit in it now. Yeah. This, this is going to be all over the place. The characters, I'm happy Crow passed because I think it did a good thing of showing the differences because Crow was a villain. And so everyone was like, oh, the villain's going to fail. And it was like, no, it's not about being good or bad. The Celestial has no morality. It's asking, what are your convictions? Do you stand by them? And do you stand by basically your people? Crow stood by his people at all times. Right. As soon as he popped up, that's what they really like to say. As soon as he popped up, he was like, I'm ready to be on your side, mutants. What do you need me to do? I have your back. And then the first thing out of Psychos' mouth was like, we're not deviants. Well, well I think I think I'm realize, not black, I'm Dominican. Doesn't even realize that, that evil <laughs> is in the lens of the of the victim or the damsel. So you can't tell someone what evil looks like. But evil is always subjective. What if Red Skull passed? <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't think Red Skull will pass. Cause like, you know what? You know what, Steven? You go through that whole chart thing where you like chaotic good and chaotic neutral and like lawful good and lawful evil. Like, it's it's it one. Of, it's, I need to see where that scale is on everyone. Cause that's why I'm like kind of looking at it. Yeah, because the celestial is gauging it based on uh, lawful versus chaotic instead of evil versus good. Right. Yeah. I think Red Skull being a opportunist racist, like he switched up. He says, I don't hate black people now. I fucking hate mutants. <laughs> He's a walking embodiment of hate. And he just picks a new target depending on what he well, needs to it's hate. The same way today when people are like, I don't hate niggas, but I hate faggots now. Yeah. Or like Sinister failed, of course, because Sinister <laughs> is the same shit. <laughs> Since I've genetically removed all aspects of racism from my body. We're cool, Storm. <laughs> oh, God, I hate Sinister. Can he die? I'm happy they're not illustrating him as a daddy now. And they just went, he's ugly for this entire run. Sinister is giving me what Star Fox is to the Eternals. Mm -hmm. I do. Like, why are we trusting you? Because you're, you're awful. Star Fox is problematic immensely. I don't think they ever really in narrative considered him as horrifying. Like, the, the angle somewhat people have from him is kind of like the Purple Man, which is also why did Kingpin align himself with the Purple Man? Why would you do that, Kingpin? I really feel like you should have asked yourself some serious questions before you aligned with the Purple Man. I know you're an opportunist mm -hmm. and you're a sociopath, but like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's not yeah. He's... it's giving no thank you no and I'm happy Rhino was one of the people who just went I'm actually not about this <laughs> Rhino just went I'm not I don't fuck with this I'm like a petty like street level thug like I don't like I don't like this I don't care what political machinations you got this isn't okay that Thunderbolts book was good. I wish I need to finish it. That Thunderbolts book was good. Um, but if you guys didn't know, when the Dark Reign, like when Kingpin took over New York, he deputized all supervillains kind of to be under him. 
And so some supervillains being psychopaths and like cannibals went about it the way you expect. But then they kind of revealed the nuance that some supervillains are, are, aren't bad people. They just do crime because they have no other circumstances. And Rhino mm-hmm. is one of them. Um, Craven just likes hunting niggas. That's it. He got the license to go after Electra. He was like, I've always wanted to fight her. Mm-hmm. And he's daddy. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, when she fucked him up, he got so horny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he turned him on. He was like, I love one thing I love more than a hunt is hunting a bad bitch who can beat my ass. And his daughter has the same powers, but she's inhuman. Yeah, she's an inhuman. I think he's a mutant kid too. Yeah, he has a mutant kid and an inhuman kid. That was smart. He said, go after the apex predators, breed with them, have powerful children. Fuck the witch. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Go off Kraven. I always love a Kraven moment. Um, I well, last thing I want to say is that Star Fox is drawn in the likeness of Desire from Sandman. And it fits. I still need to read that. I think literally Star Fox is a reference to Desire from Sandman. I started watching Sandman. I will say it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. It's great. And we kind of forget that's a DC um, property. Uh, don't you? Yeah, but it's not connected to the rest of their, their Thank universe. God. They kind of amputated it, but in the comics, I think like they literally have moments where like the endless pop up with like superheroes. It's like, oh, there's Superman. And then Sandman is just like, what do I care about superheroes? <laughs> it's a good or they, evil. Um, they separated the Sandman universe, the Watchmen universe, and the Milestone universe, but they're like loosely connected, very loosely. Like Milestone is just another Earth. Uh, Watchmen is just another Earth, but like all of the Watchmen universe got shifted over to the main Earth, the main DC universe. So now that's one of the same. Milestone is separate and Sandman is separate. What's next (laughs) on the docket? My brain Marauders started no thing for a second. Marauders five. Um, eight point five. Uh, seven and a half. Give it a nine. Why? Um, several things. The way. Calcy, is her name Calcy or Calcy? What other bitch's name? Deathbird, Niramani was like, all right, that's enough of your mouth. Slice, I'm done talking. We're done talking. That's business. That's business. Mama passes the celestial test. Um, I will say the fight with Holocaust was now nemesis um, because of, like, you know, we can't name a character slavery. Um, <laughs> Could we? <laughs> right. Um, could we? I think we could. Make him a telepath. Make him a telepath. I read the original issue where that happened, where he popped up from the Age of Apocalypse, so that was really great. Um, uh, Cassandra Nova tied to a symbiote. Fabulous. Um, Exodus being Exodus before Exodus was Exodus. Fabulous. Exodus, you passed the celestial test. He's going to pass. Um, 
Yeah, he's definitely going to pass. Because the one thing that Exodus is, he's consistent. Mm-hmm. Papa's consistent. That's a, that, he that, said that, one that, thing, hate witches. Right. I hate you humans. <laughs> that's a good man, Savannah. Mm-hmm. That's a good man. He's been very consistent about that. That's a good man, Savannah. A good man. Um, I, I enjoyed the issue. I'm so glad this is finally all, like, not all sewed up, but, like, sewed up enough. Whereas, like, we go to the next step. Um, I need to learn about Wolverine appropriating things, people's colors. I saw it. Um, I was watching um, Nerds Without Fear, uh, and, mm-hmm. and they showed the panel what happened. Basically, it was during the Phoenix Force fight when they all was brawling and shit. Uh, he took him out. He took Lupine out and stole his costume because I think his costume got destroyed. He just wore it uh, during mm-hmm. the fight, and that's it. I do think the colors that he wore in that fight were used afterwards, but mm-hmm. it was just that moment he put on his costume and fought with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, I guess Zazax, I guess is the name of this. I don't know how to pronounce that. Of the symbiote, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, I love that. Um, I do also- wonder, not to cut you okay. off, I'm sorry. I do wonder, do people feel the same way about seeing symbiotes outside of Spider-Man comics as we do about Phoenix Force outside of the X-Men? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I hate seeing symbiotes anywhere that's not a Spider-Man or Venom uh, comic. Because it's like, why? Can we not do this? Like doing Batman and Green Lantern (laughs) money. Seeing Batman with a Green Lantern ring, yes, it makes sense. Yes, well, he'd be worthy of one, but like, why are you? We don't need to see him with one. Batman with the Mobius chair. Superman with the Doctor Fate's helmet on. <laughs> like, why are why are we breaking things? We don't. Right. That's just broken. It's fan service. We don't need this. Um, yeah, symbiotes and. X-Men comics. It makes me cringe. Wonder Woman with a Batman's utility belt, though, kind of eats. <laughs> it kind of eats. She wouldn't need it. She wouldn't need it, but it kind of eats. She had, a bad, she had a Batman utility belt, and she also had a Green Lantern ring also. Yeah, and those comics. And she didn't thing. need either one. Right. <laughs> I think it was in the run where she, like, all the Justice League died, and she rolled them as, like, memor- like mem- memorials to them, basically. Yeah, like, the ornament, ornamentation. Uh, future state. Yeah. yeah, future stage. Like they're dead. My homies are all dead. I'm the last champion of Earth. Uh, and this is how I honor them. Very Dina like. Yeah, she had um Batman's utility belt. I, I don't know which Green Lantern's ring that was, but it was one of them. Um she had the Flash's ring the, as well, I think. The Flash's ring also. She was just wearing shit. She didn't need it. <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna hold on to these things because my homies died. Okay, thanks, girl. Um, the fact that you were the one that survived says a lot about you, ma'am. <laughs> Again, Batman always says, I don't have anything in Wonder Woman's uh, weakness kit. I just got a hope and a prayer and a strategy. That's it. <laughs> and hope and hope and pray that Superman is it turned at the same time. It's like, I'm fucked if I gotta fight her, honestly. She's gonna beat my ass, and I'm, I'm his, terrified for days. <laughs> his one game plan is hope 
Clark can whoop her ass fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm still on the mind that I don't think I don't think Clark can beat Wonder Woman. I just don't. <laughs> I don't believe it until they show it. I don't believe it. I think it's hacks. It's biased because it's not happening. <laughs> All she got to do is show up and be like, um, you do know that they put me in a Justice League dark book, right? Mm-hmm. One cool. moment. Magic is how this works. Okay, guess what? I'm whooping your ass. <laughs> I say I do not think they should have took away her Hecate form. I do not think they should have did that because I'm like it was it was it, it ate down. It was it made sense for her to have it. Just let her have a little Hecate moment every once in a while. Ooh, this is not a DC podcast. <laughs> the gays just love Wonder Woman. Let's go <laughs> to Marauders. Um, Bishop. <laughs> doing things <laughs> right i don't know this issue felt very chaotic i do enjoy the evolution of samus's power to basically let you know that if he fucks you he takes your entire life from you um that's very powerful i like that i like that they brought back a black sort of telepath I like, I like the way they drew cerebra because she looks more like a kid she looks like an adult yeah. Are you saying black yeah. as in she diasporic black or that she's African American as diasporic black of some form? Yes. Uh being of Indian descent and dark skinned Indian descent, she has African um heritage. So she can in fact wield uh there's no object that black people only can wield in the Marvel universe. So that metaphor was going nowhere. And I'm tired of white um telepaths just super tired of we them. truly are i saw um henry sent me that account where like basically it was that account where basically shows the lineages of every extra yeah. character uh, i, I saw i, I saw felon and little bro in there i had i had a little yay moment because i'm like no, he's a really he's a really good he does a really great job i'm like i love little bro and i love felon and like i know everyone doesn't like the the next books but i'm like that's the only time we really got like a front center black telepath but i told connor about that and connor was like there are other black telepaths and he had to think on over for a second and he he pitched someone he said yeah this character was a telepath I said no he wasn't he he did psychic shit he's not telepath and then connor mm-hmm. had to go shit there really isn't a lot of black telepaths i was like yeah there are two others i can think of off the top of my head three others astrid bloom mm-hmm. shola and kose that was in um that claremont uh was it excalibur book and Rim Ram, who is basically a weaker version of Somnus. Those yeah. are the only three. Mm-hmm. And we literally had to shoehorn Prodigy in there. And honestly, he, we are literally stretching it then with, with Prodigy. We're stretching it so thin. He's a specialized telepath. He psychomimics his telepathic download skills. That's it. It's like one aspect. Yeah, it's really hard to deny him his power. But like, he's not doing feats. Like, he's not going to the astral plane. Mm-hmm. He copied magic. He can you know really do that. <laughs> Sink is going to the astral plane when he's copying Jean's power. Mm-hmm. There's a book called Prodigy also that is literally inspired by Prodigy, the character. As if he's not gay. It is the first volume that's better than the second volume. It seemed like that. The first volume when he's like literally he's to be separate like he splits up his headspace and so it leads me to think that you could do a miniseries of prodigy where he's infiltrating like um orcus and shit i think you could use yeah, him give, give him a team take cypher with him 
I'm like literally like just let him download everyone, go through the cerebral stores, and download the skills of every X-Men character and then some, and then cure his X gene temporarily and then send him out. Because we already established that he will keep everything he absorbs mm-hmm. as a mutant after he loses his X gene. If you remove his mental block, he doesn't even have to do that. I know some people, like I know um, Ash said it during his Prodigy episode, Cerebro, that they think his mental block is back. I don't. In fact, his mental block makes no sense. Um, I know some people want to go, but what? how is the writer going to be able to remember all the things he downloads? I'm like, just have it so that it takes a string. Like, you don't immediately, because you can do something, doesn't mean you can or access it, it immediately. Like you would think. I know a lot of words. I forget most words. I know I have a bigger vocabulary than most people. I forget words all the time. But they can also limit it like they did with Sync, where... He has to reach for it. His re- when he recalls, he's aging himself or doing something. Not even just that, but, like, the skill you're looking for, you have to actively reach for it. you got to actively reach for, like, Doctor Strange's magic knowledge because it's hidden somewhere in your head called Doctor Strange and sorcery uh, or Wolverine and his stealth abilities or, like, maybe you're looking for stealth and you pull out Psylocke's rather than Wolverine's. Mm-hmm. There's lots of caveats. You just gotta be what's this is a job that people have where it's your like you have to think about things and apply it to a story. It's called being a writer. It's also being an editor because you have to correct sometimes when somebody didn't pay attention. It's a team. It's called being a writer. It's a team dynamic. Um I'm now completely abandoning that Kitty Pride. I'm sorry. Um Kate is in charge of this book. She's not doing anything. Uh, she's not giving work a damn. She's not even leading this team, honestly. It's kind of difficult for you to it's lead a Cassandra team. Nova that's leading the team. It's kind of difficult for you to say that you lead this team when you have a whole war captain. Um, who's two. Two war captains who literally are supposed and to take one charge. And one of them is captain commander. And Bishop's going like, I wonder what Kate would do. You're in charge. Right. <laughs> You're in charge. experience in her also. Have a ton more combat experience than her. Why are you deferring to her? Bishop, Conan, and Cassandra Nova all make more sense to be the team leader before Kate. She said, but she led the X Men during one of the so during the flop era. Honestly, so did Cyclops. It was one of her flop eras. Someone did say online that they think that they should retcon that Kate isn't a mutant anymore. I felt the first time in my life offended um, on behalf of Kate Pride. Uh, Kitty has Kitty's a mutant. Mm. I would be okay if they did it as a she's a different type of mutant, and so that's why she can't walk through the gates. I think maybe it's just that Krakoa has beef with her, <laughs> and that she time traveled, and Krakoa just goes, "No, she did this fuck shit, and I don't like her, and so I'm not letting her through the damn gates." <laughs> I, I think or I... she's like a proto mutant, or a neo mutant, or whatever the fuck. External. I think her. I think her mutation keeps her out of sync with the gates. I do too. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it makes sense that she, because her power is very powerful. Her right. ability is very strong. Like people underestimate, like walking through walls and tangibility. But I'm like the big answer I had. Like how do you beat a character like One Punch Man, who's an anime character? If you guys don't know him, his power isn't a power. He's just really strong and he can beat anything with one punch. That's the whole thing. 
and he literally is in canon saying he can beat every anime character and Superman and therefore anything else because he can beat you with one punch. That's his ability. I'm like, he can't beat Kitty Pride. He can't hit her. He can't hit her. <laughs> it's a very powerful ability. I will say that I think she's an Omega. And her power is actually tangibility because she is naturally intangible. Yeah, and so she will be out of sync with whatever's going on. She's cosmic level as, as far as powers oh, she, go. She got powers from the Black Vortex. I don't know if she gave it back or not. I think gave, she kept, she never she kept that, that shit, right? She's on Omega Level Mutant yeah. then. Like, they forgot and just, you know, how some folks do. It's a retcon that wasn't a ret- retcon for real. I think right. the it Omega was, status of her ability is just that, like, she can now... I know she can extend it to a planet now. And I know she can, like, phase through dimensions. She should be able to teleport. Mm-hmm. I will say that she should be able to teleport. I would never second-guess if anyone said she's on Omega Level Mutant now. I would never second-guess it, because no... Name one person with intangibility that you think of that isn't Shadowcat first. Exodus. That's eyelashes blink stare. Uh, <laughs> you have to pull gray. that out of your ass. You pull both of those out your ass, and I am choosing to be insulted they by it. They use telekinesis. Eat my to ass. Separate their molecules to go through things. Eat both my of ass. Both the niggas can do it. Fuck you. They're wow. both omega level black. telekinetics and can can be intangible. I. And distinctly offended at you. I'm voting for the gays before I vote for the white woman who's Jewish, allegedly. Culturally Jewish? Is that See, how that I have put up with a lot sure. on this podcast. You know, I have taken so many slights. I've been hurt so many times. And I just wanted to, I wanted to put on record right now that I've never been so offended at someone reaching up to the depths of their ass, past their colon, past their G-spot, to pull this bullshit out and lather the table with it. You painted, sir. You painted all over the argument. Telekinetics can do it better. Especially if they're Omega-level telekinetic. I'm staying out of it. He's so disingenuous with it. It's just so ridiculous. I hate him. You can see in the pain in his eyes that he don't really believe it. He was saying it out loud. He just kept going. <laughs> What's next to the fucking docket? Exodus are better and Tolkien X do it better. Oh, you disgust me. <laughs> Omega level telekinetics. I don't know, man. <laughs> I would respect you. You sat there, looked at me, and you said, Ms. Marvel. <laughs>
You didn't even say fucking Cypher first. You didn't say Cypher can do it. Cypher can do it. She can walk the walls. Yeah. Shit, I had to go to the first person that popped in my head. And the first person that popped in my head was Exodus. It was vile, was what it was. <laughs> oh my I god. I also know Cypher with an eye can walk through walls. I mentioned her earlier, too. Thank you. One shot. Partner her with Prodigy. The table of victory no longer stands in victory. <laughs> oh, sweetie, it's the seat of loss. That's the only seat we have over here. The other two, they're empty. We're going to keep them empty for now. What else happened? Um, Quanin being addicted to boost fruits now. Just be juicing. Why they couldn't just bring along, I don't know, a mutant that can boost other niggas' powers? <sighs> can we just do that? It was... Teleport Korra in. The boost fruits felt like they excuses and bad ones. I'm like, first of all, the boost fruits are basically kick. I would have preferred the drama of having them do kick <laughs> and brings John Sublime into space. Hmm. I'm like, even like, why does I get that they're trying to say Quanin isn't a developed telepath because she hasn't practiced with this ability is really not even her power. Uh huh. I think it's cute that they partnered her with Cassandra Nova, who can teach her that. Uh-huh. And the way that she would like it. It's aggressive uh-huh. telepathy. It's none of that. You shouldn't read minds. It's wrong. It's read every mind you can. In fact, do it before you walk into the room. It's so much fun. <laughs> this is how you most traumatize people with telepathy. You just pull out their most base fears and make it worse. <laughs> it's giving smash and grab telepathy. Um, yeah. So you know, Cassandra would just go, like, I wish I wish I trained Monet. She has so much promise. <laughs> he says, your dagger is cute, dear. Now let's do something real, which is a lot of things. <laughs> like, psychic daggers is giving soul sword, baby. It's giving soul sword. Mm. Not even Betsy we does daggers. But let's do something mm-hmm. interesting. Where's your katana at? You know, like... <laughs> Your branding is just too much Betsy. Mm. Let's give you a new costume and everything. You're not really a knife girl to me. You're more of a mace. (laughs) And then she went home and she fucked her man. She went home and fucked Grey Crow. But have you seen her man? Her man's fine. Man's fine as shit. And, you know, all the body now, parts that really control thrust are mechanical, so. But I don't know if, like, he's split in half perfectly, half robot man. It looks or like, if, from when they hit like, the rip his, shot of the his, V, that deep V, uh, and his and his uh, cum cutters and shit, it looked like it literally, the metal just bent around that part. Oh, so he's he's got a he's got a, a fleshy dick, but his hips are not. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, got it. Got and it that's got what it. you okay. want. I uh, like Shakira. His hips do lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't isn't Greg Carl basically a weaker version of fucking Forge? Uh, what is Greg Carl's No, he's closer to Box. He can uh, turn any uh, metal and, and, like, 
bullshit into a weapon. Which is why he takes all that tech off of his body and turns it into random guns and shit. Because I remember when he died, that that, that comic no one addresses that he died in, Electra. <laughs> he was killed in an Electra comic and he, no one just, he's been dead since pre Krakoa. Um, and then everyone just forgot that happened. <laughs> so, like, so he's basically a, a better Lotus logo? Kind of. He needs the tech to be available, though. He needs the, like, metal he, and shit to be attached. It's called techno formation on the wiki, but it seems like he's just little bits of forge where he knows, like, the flow of energy and shit to know what needs to connect together. And he's psychokinetic in that he can control anything inorganic that he can organize into a machine structure. Well, he'd be good against Sentinels. I should have thought about that when I did that damn thread. He would be perfect against Sentinels, but, like, they just don't rank him very high because he's um, culturally unsavory. Uh, <laughs> and... oh, you know, we like, I like an unsavory man. You know, come to my house. Um, so two things about Grey Crow. His original codename is Scalp Hunter, and he's Native American, racist. Um, he's a serial and, killer. <laughs> and he killed children. Yeah. Oh, God. The history of these, of these people. And, and what are these people think when they're writing these comics, man? White fear. Anything white people would be afraid of. Anything white people would be afraid of, they used. And one of them was a racist caricature of a Native American man. Um, really, him and Forge That's should be friends. That's why nobody calls him Scalp Hunter anymore. He's Gray Crow. All right, Gray Crow. Um, him and Forge really seem like they should be friends. Honestly, you guys both like the same shit. You both had little weird, insane moments where you try to kill children. Um, <laughs> wow. Forge's <laughs> Cheyenne is what is what tribe is Gray Crow from? Is he Apache? No, I think unidentified I think, tribe. I think, I think Warpath um, and and Thunderbird are Apache, War- right? Oh, okay. Ooh, and the Daniel Musa. This should do a Native American book, and they all beat up Echo. They <laughs> beat the Phoenix folks out. Right. And take Shaman, the Shaman, mm-hmm. and, and Talisman popped up. No reason other than to beat up to beat up Echo. <laughs> right. <laughs> We'll magically hold her still or some bullshit. So don't worry, she won't <laughs> die as long as we're here. <laughs> That's another character I really hope they do more with because Shaman's really fucking powerful. Like on the top five chart of sorcerers on the planet, Shaman's up there. Him and um, him and I think Brother Voodoo, they have conversations. <laughs> I think they have a hard time using him because He's such a caricature that if a non-native person were to write him, it would come off like a trope. Mm-hmm. And no native person so far has been given the opportunity to write him. Because also, who remembers that Alpha Flight is a thing? They're right, racist but, now. Their leader is racist now, so hopefully no one. But Apache did I show mean, up in Strange Academy, though. Yeah, he did, but it's but always Patrick, situations like that. Patrick. He gets like... One note, one shot Shaman. appearances. Shaman. Shaman pops up one note in a lot of shit. Like he was in Wolverine the X-Men, and they only called him to do like soul magic because they know that like as a shaman, he's all about the purity of the soul and, and practice. He can do all these things. And a bunch of kids had their souls eaten by a demon. And so he had to like surgically recreate them. He does shit like that, but like they never bring him up. Like he was there when the Celestials attacked Earth the first time. And he was one of the 
the sorcerers who were, they went like the only way to beat the hyper science. What do they call it? Is the theological technology of the celestial was to use the magics of Earth, and so magic, Wicca, Wiccan, Wiccan magic, Damon Hellstrom, Shaman, Brother Voodoo, Wanda Maximoff, and Doctor Strange all came together and banished the Celestials. Oh, that was in Civil War II. Mm-hmm. That was the background on my phone for a little while. That moment. Yeah, where they all are aligned along the side of the page. Yeah, but those are typically the top sorcerers of the planet. Like, those are the top ten um, motherfuckers who run this shit. They don't show it as often as they probably should, of them running shit, but they run shit. Maybe Dr. Doom also, but Dr. Doom's always just doing some bullshit also, just on his own. Yeah, he's defending Latveria with air quotes. Really, it's just falling in love with another beautiful woman who doesn't want him. <laughs> He's anti-Crow, because Crow always comes with a bad bitch, too. He saw him on Emma. Emma fucked him. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Y'all think ugly men don't get play? Crow just proves that. Namor is the opposite of uh, Doom, because Namor always be gra- grabbing, getting all the bitches. Mm-hmm. He grit. Whenever the fuck he wants to have sex with Sue, all he does is pop up with no shirt on. Hey, and remind Reed, bitch, you don't have this body. That's Your not wants this. That's not a speedo. That's a jockstrap. He's worried. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want a second party? I think we can actually end this without a second party because I think yeah, we, we have... talked about a lot of stuff today. Yeah, we talked about a lot of shit today. We were just filling it in the blank air. <laughs> Honestly, the circuit party, if you guys want to know what we all, we all missing out on, was a question about the deviants um, and their relationship with the X-Men. But honestly, I feel like we need we to wait. We kind of covered it. We covered it. And I also think we need to wait to see more about how they... Because what I like about the accident is that every week isn't an advancement of the story. It's more about like the, the things they mention is happening behind the scenes. So right. I think we're going to get more insight on the deviants' presence in uh, Krakoa soon this whole arc i like how they pivoted it's not like they're writing it like a typical crossover it's written like a novel where you're getting um increments of plot development but then you're actually getting the exposition around each part as well it helps that kieran gillen is writing almost all of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well so what are we excited to read about for next week Uh, for next week, we have. Let's look and see. We have. We absolutely do never and will never remember to look this up before we start the show. Correct. Uh, we have the conclusion of Knights of X, number five. Mm-hmm. We have X Force, number 31. We have X Men, number 14. Um, I know it is not current continuity. It's a Chris Claremont like throwback continuity of Gambit number two, which number one I actually did kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also getting the conclusion to Iron Fist, which is going to play into Axe in the future because the current Iron Fist, who was Swordmaster, it's confusing. Um, is now Iron Fist, and somehow he's going to play a role in the Axe event. Don't know or care. 
Uh, and then we get Thunderbolts number one, which is starring Monica Rambeau. Ooh. Ooh. We're getting that prison perform energy from Thunderbolts, are we? Mm-hmm. And she's getting, she's going back to Photon as her name. Good. Um, I like the Photon name. I also like that she just juggles through names. She's kind of a, kind of gets Shadowcat energy where like Shadowcat's not known by Shadowcat ever. By anyone who calls her by any name. <laughs> I honestly it's either think, Kitty or Kate. I think Kate should just go by the pride. I feel yeah, like that fits that her work, most. Um, give her her own original costume. That's not this top, this this uh fucking pirate bullshit because she doesn't give pirate energy. She should have. I'm like you. You didn't even du- duplicate pirate powers. You're a ninja. That's like your whole thing. Like when Spyro says that she's a ninja, you can call bullshit because you're actually a ninja. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think there should be a situation like the Sirens when Sirens went to uh, the mascara and they trained and shit. Um, I think this should be one of that, but with Elektra, um, it's her, Elektra, Kwanin, and what's her name? The, the little black girl who Emma Frost adopted. Oh, God, I don't remember her name now. She should be on the team. She's only in that. Emma's Angels, you know? <laughs> Emma's personal Black Ops <laughs> Calypso's also on it. <laughs> For no reason. For no other reason other than, like, in case, you know, their morality gets in their way of doing the thing I asked them to do, you just go ahead. You, you turn invisible now, so it should be, shouldn't be a problem, right? Oh, what if she infiltrated the Eternals? Very much like how, um, is it Jack of Spades? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack of yeah, Spades. Yeah. Uh, fucking, like, chastising Cersei because she's stepping on molecules. <laughs> I can't believe Henry ever said that the Eternals are weak. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming. Um, send yeah. nudes to the main account. You know the you know the drill. And be on the lookout yeah. uh, with Geese of Color. And Dorian Park and all of them, because we got something dropping. And if you you feel more comfortable sending your nudes to us individually, we're okay with that also. But you know, we're just gonna share them. So you might as well send we're them. We're all to going the, to see the page. If you make it tap the if you grease it up and tap the camera with it, we're going to show it. Like that's art. You're a musician, you're playing the drums. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep it between us. It won't be shared beyond us, but just know that we enjoy both a front and a back nude. Thank you. Bye. Bye.